What's up, Beaver fam? It's Tanner Smith, Morgan State Baseball. You're listening to the Belligerent Beavs podcast. Go Beavs and chop. You're such a headphone hugger. I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you would hug your headphones. Headphone. You weirdo. That's that's classic. Classic. <laughs> it is good to be here in this space with my two my two best friends in in Beaver Belligerents. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Is it an ice storm in the Pacific Northwest right now? <laughs> because it's icy as shit out here. <laughs> no, man. We've had uh, some some really nice weather here, surprisingly. It's been amazing. You have today? Yeah, it was nice and sunny today. I was out working in the yard. Oh, I skipped man. out of work a little early. Is the vest on? The official <laughs> Dad Yard podcast brought to you by Scott's Turf Builder. <laughs> yeah. the, the Beaver Home and Garden Show. <laughs> you, you, you need like a beaver gnome in your yard. <laughs> that would be awesome. Can we, can we, can we work that out? Oregon State Athletics. Damnation collected. Like, can we? We gotta get a little Benny, a little Beaver, a little Ooh, a Beaver garden. Yeah, like a little Nomi, Nomi gardeny looking, looking fucker. I love that. Idea. Timber, Timber Joey went to Oregon State. Maybe he could chainsaw me a uh, a Beaver gnome. <laughs> I bet he could. I bet That's, he could. He should. If Danny Mwanga, Oregon State sensation, was still on the Timbers, that's what he would do instead of just like a normal log slice. He would take the whole log and <laughs> and carve some kind of inc- crazy beaver wooden sculpture out of it. Do you, there used to be, maybe they, there still are, there's those giant wooden sculptures of like old school Benny in the MU and they looked pretty dope. Yeah, I remember that. Are they still there? They might still be there. It was it's by the barbershop. Yeah, dude, that barbershop was a barbershop. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> it was a barbershop on campus and i got my haircut there uh i'm not gonna totally recall the number of times but it was more than one (laughs) (laughs) that was before i made friends with jp and i got my haircut in jp's bathroom yeah or living room (laughs) or living room yeah if there is if there's a game if there's a baseball game i'm watching the living room uh speaking of major league baseball hey carlos correa back on the (laughs) twins baby (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we lent it we lent them to you for a weekend jp just we didn't want him we didn't want him in his glass ankle you guys can it's, you yeah. guys can deal with that no it, it turns to glass after midnight just like cinderella but midnight's seven years from now so we'll we'll take it for the next six years <laughs> that's how that's how it works i did like he said that his kids gonna grow up minnesota nice did you see that i did not yeah. but i appreciate i appreciate that <laughs> I, I appreciate that after he had signed a contract with the San Francisco Giants and then signed a contract with the New York Mets. <laughs> That's how you know he's a true Midwesterner. He only ended up here after it not working out in the Bay Area and New York. <laughs> These fucking coastal elites just can't can't uh, can't accept just a 
a hardworking kid um, <laughs> from not the Midwest. But yeah, no, I'm 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 elated to ha- to have Carlos back. That's gonna be that's gonna be fun. Enjoy, enjoy your maybe one year of him being healthy. I'm He's just kidding. Back. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm glad you guys got him. How, how dare you say this to me? Mets. On a night when my tire blew out while I was driving home. <laughs> it's like your tire is Carlos Correa's ankle. <laughs> well, good thing I've got AAA roadside assistance, bitch. Yeah. Speaking of AAA, we should plug our new sponsor, AAA roadside assistance. <laughs> call AAA with the promo code I'm belligerent as fuck, and they will call the cops and give you a DUI. But you'll get home safe. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's deposited to the drunk take. Either way. (laughs) Not the side of the road. Either way, you will be transported somewhere. (laughs) Wow, we've had like three new sponsors in the first three minutes. What a a fruitful episode. This already is. What episode was this? I forget what it was. Did you say 79? 79. Wow. Oh. We're not 80 yet. We got one more. We wow. got one more. Lady is old. Should we should we just quit? I know a few there's a few people out there who think we should, but most people probably don't. So we'll keep going. Yeah. Send us a letter if you think we should quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Po- post uh post off at PO box uh one two three uh, at the four corner, two zero six at nine. the corner four two four, four two, two zero <laughs> six nine. It's on the corner of a uh, get a life and fuck off. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, not that corner. You go around the corner and you go down Chopham Alley, and then uh, right. Well, and then yeah, and that's uh, hey, the hey, PO box is down the alleyway, and that other PO box is at the corner of uh, Go Beeves and Chopham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right down the middle of Hope Boulevard. Everyone knows that. Everyone does know that. Everybody does know that. Um, well, what's up, y'all? It's uh, <laughs> it is Wednesday, January eleventh, and shit's happening. It's uh, it's NFL playoffs are coming up. Uh, I I have the unfortunate mental gymnastics of watching my favorite team play against one of uh, the more fun stories in Oregon State beeves and the pros this year in Isaiah Hodgins and the New York Giants mm. Sunday. And if we win, I'm not trying to say anything for both teams, but there's a real chance that uh, the two NFL teams represented in fanhood in this podcast meet in the second round of the NFC playoffs. Yikes. But then there'd be a... That won't go well. There, there'd, be, there'd be fighting words. Yeah. You know what rhymes with yikes is vikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, on the note of Isaiah, I feel like every time I turn a Giants game on, which he's catching not, the ball, not yeah. that often. He is. Yeah. 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 He, he's he's come on strong at the end of the season. That's he's been see. balling. He's been balling. Yeah, Love, love to see that for Isaiah. Yeah. So according to CBS, the Giants have upgraded at the wide receiver position from ODB. OBD. ODB. OBJ. I I prefer calling ODB. They're both from New York. They both, one played for New York, the other's from New York. When, when Odell Beckham Jr. really popped his rookie year, I feel like we were all calling him ODB at first. And that was keeping older dirty bastards spirit alive uh jp please play five seconds of shimmy shimmy yum shimmy yam shimmy yay my old dirty bastard yes a song unique 
but yeah, I felt like we were calling Odell Beckham Jr. ODB for like a year. And then, I don't know, there's probably too many white people who didn't know who Wu-Tang Clan was on Long Island cheering for the Giants. So it had to be like, well, the initials are OBJ, so that's what we're going to call them. <laughs> but if this is the official Isaiah Hodgins is better than Odell Beckham Jr. pipeline, I think uh, we are all in agreement. And I also don't think that's really a hot take for, for right now. For right, <laughs> right now, right, no. right now, right now, today. So Isaiah Hodgins right now is better than Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, right now is Isaiah Hodgins better than Terrell Owens right now. JP, please play five seconds of Right Here, Right Now by Fatboy Slim. Right <laughs> incredible great song incredible uh, uh fat fat boy slim welcome to the pod it's been overdue it has. Fat, fat boy slim really should have appeared by now i feel like we did have him at some point but maybe, maybe probably not. i don't yeah. know they did we I, I won't keep asking for this they, they did a fun song with beastie boys that one time which one body, body moving Oh yeah, I didn't yeah. know Fat Boy Slim moves. was. They kind of just like it's like Fat Boy Slim on the beat, and the BC Boys just like yelling "Body moving, we be body moving" over and over and over again. But you know, it's a BC Boys vibe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like Fat Boy Slim has a lot of like repeats. A lot of. Have uh... you? Has anyone <laughs> seen the belligerent Beeves and the BC Boys in a room together? <laughs> who Who knows? Same initials, same numbers. Mm. Ooh, is it same, the same level- initials? Oh, Beastie. Oh, Beastie. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant Fat our initials. BC <laughs> no. Boys, Belligerent Beeves. Yeah. I'm not sure if all those start with B. We'll get we'll get the science back on on that. I'll, we'll do some literacy analysis. Uh, but so is Isaiah Hodgins better than Marvin Harrison right now? Yes. Yeah. Maybe maybe as good as Marvin Harrison Jr. I, yeah, I'd say better. Wait, wait, wait. Do you mean do you who who's right now? Right. I mean, right in the, in this moment, right now, is Isaiah Hodgins better than Dwight Clark right now? <laughs> hey, I'm trying Boo. to do something. Play answer literally. I'm not trying to get anybody. All right. No. No, isn't Dwight is Dwight Clark alive? No. No. Oh, all right. Uh, hey, <laughs> that's ghost, why I go, said. Go, go, go pretty formidable. Is yeah. Isaiah Hodgins right? So right now, today, January eleventh, two thousand twenty-three. It's two thousand twenty-three, JP. It's twenty twenty-three. Twenty twenty-three. Right. Is Isaiah Hodgins better than Randy Moss right now? Yes. Mm. Ever. I would. I would, I, I would agree. Oh. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> I got a question, a hypothetical, a hypothetical on the same, on the same note, would you trade for Brandon Cooks or Isaiah Hodgins if you had your choice? Oh, that's a great question. Right, right now, now, right now, that whole day, Isaiah Hodgins. Right here. Right now. <laughs> right here. Right now. Right here. <laughs> Wait, did, did you, did you just play five seconds of uh, right here, right now by Fatboy Slimmer or was I just doing a perfect impression of it? I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> the, the world will never know. Fatboy is fat is fat boy slim on the podcast right now we have no idea we can't we can't be sure 
We can't be sure. Uh, uh, I I would I would trade for I would trade for Isaiah Hodgins just based on upside and uh, team friendly contract to I mean, the I, Vikings. I, I love I love Brandon. Yeah, you yeah. guys don't really need receivers, but we will need a third. Like, though. I, yeah, but you don't need one like today. Think, you need no. one you can develop. But, yeah. Mm. And I, yeah, I, I, I think Cook still has a lot to give, but just in, in terms of NFL roster construction, I think a player like Hodgins, who's really come on the last you know couple of months, is going to be kind of a bargain uh, from, from a salary cap standpoint, uh, and also could really turn into a, a hell of a receiver. Where, where, where with Cooks, you kind of know what, what, what you're getting. If, you're, I, if I'm like the Niners... Or, or I guess maybe the Vikings too, because you kind of just need you're you're trying to make a run, right? Uh, I like a guy who can who's going to get open and can help you uh, just elevate that passing game and kind of be the missing piece. He's been that guy for like three different Super Bowl teams and just keeps coming up short in Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. So I kind of I'm 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 sad to see him just sort of stuck in that situation in Houston. But yeah, if if I'm just in in general as an NFL GM, I think Hodgins would be the more attractive asset from a roster standpoint. How how many more years do you think Cook has? Because he's in his it's going to be his tenth year. Close, yeah, 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 something like that. And just with concussions and the toll that <laughs> this game takes on your body. Uh, I think he, I think he has another another couple of seasons. So uh, we'll see. And he he had a pretty good year this year too. Just yeah, all he things did. Considered with how much of a shit show it is down there, dude. Yeah. That is you, you're <laughs> spot on when you say he's stuck. That is an organization that doesn't look like it's coming back up from the rebuild right. anytime soon. He was like one of the Never. better fantasy receivers <laughs> early, just because they were losing and just like in shootouts. So he was getting his targets and he was playing pretty well. Yeah, but. It's just like that's just a team without an identity right now, and you just have this veteran receiver. It's like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> what yeah. is, what is? It's like that off season when the Timberwolves signed Juwan Howard at the very end of his career, and then a few weeks later, Kevin McHale was like, actually, you know what? Let's trade Kevin Garnett and completely rebuild. And Juwan Howard was like, why the hell did you just bring me here then? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not playing with Gerald Green and Rashad McHale on a 16 win team like hey Rashad McCants out of here Rashad McCants so long hey Khloe Kardashian was sitting courtside at the Target Center before she was sitting courtside anywhere else that Kardashian curse started with Rashad McCants in Minnesota baby don't say we've never contributed to NBA culture (laughs) (laughs) we paid our dues No oh, man, I love it. How are you guys feeling about the Niners though? We got to we got to talk about this a little bit. Uh good. I feel really yeah. good about it. It's uh my my girlfriend is a a Seahawks fan, so it is house divided this week. Ooh, uh, domestic disputes <laughs> of the of the non-violent and charming <laughs> variety. Say, of that's course. right. That is right. Don't um, go that far. Uh, the Seahawks are uh <laughs> very lucky to be in the playoffs. And that can be dangerous hey, though. That can be I've, dangerous. It's the oh, the, we'll the best the best playoff clinching spot ever in my opinion from, from <laughs> that sunday night right i i loved no no one's ever clinched a playoff spot in more hilarious fashion for for my money than the seahawks as the lions with nothing to play for beating the packers with everything to play for at <laughs> lambeau field my favorite tweet about this was i forget who it's from but that this person's got like millions and millions of likes and retweets uh, was I guess Aaron Rodgers did his own research on how to make the NFL playoffs. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is the most hated guy in the league nationwide. He should be. He should but be. He Every time he my house. He is yep. in my house. And uh, obviously with uh, with the Seahawks playoff hopes riding on that game, um, my, my girlfriend was uh, was very anti-Aaron Rodgers for Good. three hours this there. Is why, yeah. yeah, this is why yeah. she's our favorite, Benny. Yep. Hang, hang on to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Playing on it. Yeah. yeah. Aaron Rodgers is the most hated man in, in my house, too. Uh, <laughs> my my house of me. I didn't. I, I still haven't talked to my parents about it yet. I, I think they're just like, fuck this season. <laughs> get, it, get it over with now. We don't we, we don't want this. We don't want playoff Rodgers anymore, which is uh, which is amazing. So good. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. I kind I kind of hope we get matched up because that would mean we both won a football, uh, playoff game. That's true. I'll root for that. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I absolutely don't think the Vikings can go on the road and beat the Niners, but you know what? That's what they make the beer for. Yeah, I'm. That's tr- why. That's why. Yeah. The specific. The, the specific scenario. I'm. Uh, I, I'm yeah trying not to get my hopes up, but man, the Niners have looked very good for the last three months. Yeah, you know the one team that's looked better than the Niners over the last three months is the Detroit Lions, who are not in the playoffs, but he <laughs> <actually> should be. <laughs> yeah, but had the but had the most impact on the playoffs. Let's just give this Super Bowl to the Lions. Why not? <laughs> they deserve <laughs> it. The whole city of Detroit it. deserves it. Hey, Jamar Jefferson deserves it. Jamar, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Jamar Jefferson won this game. (laughs) (laughs) Is he on the squad or is he is he still on the practice squad? He's He's on on the the practice squad. squad. But I've I've seen every single time I've I've uh, uh, turned on the Lions uh, this year. I've seen him on on the sideline. But like last year, where he got some some reps and and some game run, uh, I haven't seen him. uh, Yeah, make it to any game. Is he like the Donovan Grant of the Detroit Lions? Just very no. visible. No, he, no he, he, he's not the same. He, I mean, uh, J- Jamar gets you know get, gets into it, but it's Donovan Grant is the goat. Yes, of of the of the sideline vibes, guys. Um, True. Yeah. I, I'd say you know he's in a class by, by his own. I think he's just. I think J- Jamar is a supportive teammate, but he doesn't have his own. Uh, he doesn't have his own vibes meter for for the good people of Detroit. Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> also, Jamara was elevated to the um, to the actual game day roster for the first time this year, week eighteen. Nice, really? Yeah, cool. So he yeah. did. That is cool. That <laughs> pretty cool. So he <laughs> and they won. Been... And they won at Lambo. Yeah. See what happens when yeah. you elevate Jamar. Yeah. Dan exactly. Campbell. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> Help our dude out. Help yeah. our dude out. All right. We've got a very, very special guest um, here uh, joining the Belligerent Beeves podcast um, on this episode, uh, uh, the 79th episode of the Belligerent Beeves podcast. And it's plane landed. Big Dave. Big Dave Uyunglele. 
Uh, thank up, you buddy? so much for joining uh, the show. <laughs> What's up, Big Dave? We hey, appreciate Dave, this. I, I apologize, man. Uh, we just got in the car with my cousin Clarence. What's up, What's up Clarence? Hey, what's up, Clarence? Going? Yeah. I, I got family out here, man. I got family, you know, all oh, over of the course. place. Where, where uh, it's, it's been a crazy day for uh, air travel uh, with uh, like all like computers shutting down flights early, like early this morning. Uh, where where did you land uh, just now, and where are you uh, coming in from? Uh, we're we're coming in from uh, Orange County. California, okay, and we're nice. here in Portland, Portland, Oregon. Oh, okay, nice. All right, on on, wow. yeah. on the soil. Um, well, uh, again, Big Dave, thank you so much for for uh, taking the time uh, to join the podcast. Uh, we're so excited to have you, and uh, we're we're very excited. Uh, of course, to have you as part of uh, Beaver Nation. There was a lot of excitement when uh, your son, DJ, announced that he was transferring <laughs> to Oregon State University. And a big part of that is uh, also having you as part of Beaver Nation, Big Dave. Yeah. Um, so we're we're excited uh, to have you uh, as part of the family and to get to talk uh, Beaver football uh, with you uh, for the next uh, year uh, and beyond and hopefully see you at some games in Corvallis. Uh, just starting off, uh, obviously the fan base uh, and College Football Large was very excited to see uh, um, DJ uh, make this announcement coming to Oregon State. Uh, what excites you about this next opportunity for him and uh, the fit of playing with uh, for Jonathan Smith? Um, definitely, what excites me is just the opportunity to be part of a uh, to me a team that um, that really can uh, help cater towards uh, DJ's uh, you know um, his his skill set right um, and what he does best, um, especially not just for DJ, just for what this school has done you know uh, with, with the head coach. And, uh, you know, being the number one defense in the country, uh, in, in Pac-12, um, for me, knowing, just watching that game and how they beat Oregon by just throwing six passes, right? So for me, for DJ, um, DJ doesn't have to come here and be great, right? DJ just have to come here and be able to manage um, the team's offense and be a, a great teammate to his team. And that's why I'm so excited. You know, um, you guys, what they have here and what you guys created here, which I, I believe you guys will probably be in the top 10 when it's all said and done. Uh, college ranking, um, the running game, the offensive line, your receivers, you know, just the things that you've done with what you were limited with, right? And like I said, man, uh, DJ had to go to a place where he was needed. You know, um, my son is not afraid to compete for a position, but, you know, just coming from Clemson and the situation that was, was out at Clemson and I, I need to, I need people to understand that I am so thankful with Coach Dabble and Coach Streeter and what they've done with my son. My son is a better quarterback today, you know, than he ever was when he, when he got there the first time, you know, so there's no, there's no love lost there. You know, sometimes you, you just, you know, there's some struggle and, and you just have to deal with struggle head on. And um, you like a football game at halftime, you got to make adjustments. Right. And this is DJ's time to make an adjustment and see uh, what, what fits him better. Right. And um, for, for father and, uh, I'm just excited for his opportunity to come to an amazing school like Oregon. I, I, I'm excited. I don't know about y'all, but I'm excited uh, oh, for what's about to happen. We're we're definitely we're, yeah. excited. We gotta yeah. send you the screenshots of our group chat when we found out that your son was coming. Big day. <laughs> it was one of the most fun nights we we've had as as part of this podcast. I yeah. promise. Yeah, it blew up definitely. Big Dave, real quick, I always want to touch on something that you had mentioned, and and I I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago after we found out about DJ uh, announcing his transfer, and it was really that uh, in order to improve what was a pretty good offense for Oregon State. 
a quarterback, like you said, doesn't have to actually come in and do a whole lot more. Um, and that really unlocks a lot when it comes to like relieving the stress or the burden of thinking you have to carry the load um, and would let DJ, of course, like play much more freely. But how much of this year do you think DJ tracked or saw that made him feel like, okay, I know that this coach and the coaching staff will put me in the right position to succeed. And I know that I can go to a place like Oregon State and really make an immediate impact. Was this something that it was developing just over time? Or is this something he just was considering as he entered the portal? What's that like process normally look like? Well, at, at the time, you know, you, you, it was never, the plan was never to leave Clemson, mm -hmm. you know. It was just something that, that just happened, uh, happened in that game when he, uh, um, you know, they pulled him out. And then at that time, to me, that was the first time DJ ever made a decision for himself. If anybody watched the whole two years of my son at Clemson, never did he ever make a, a excuses. Never did he ever say anything was anyone else's fault but himself. And I, I'm really proud at how my son handled those was adversity, you know, and just how how he handled everything. But when it came time to really make that decision, so when he did make that decision to get in the portal, from that moment on, he had to look for a team that best fit his skill set. And when you look at Oregon State and what they had to offer, you know, um, it's just a no-brainer for any football person. Um, what I liked was the fact that they ran pro set, right? It's an offense that will get my son ready for the NFL. And, you know, I just, it's always about development, you know, ever since my son was young. I, I speak about it now for uh, us that are going through the recruiting process. You know, it's very important about development, man. And um, that's what we saw here at, um, that's to me, that's what my son saw here at, at um, Oregon State. And that's, that's, you know, he had a couple teams that was looking at him and, and he, he had to make that decision. And he, he, he chose, you know, my son is 21 years old. I'm just as far. So at the end of the day, us fathers have to learn how to step back and allow our sons, you know, to make their decisions in their life because, you know, he's a grown man. So I'm glad. I think that's why he chose uh, Oregon State because they they had the best opportunity to, to showcase his ability and to get him ready for the next level. That, that's awesome. And and Big Dave, I want to touch, you've actually touched a little bit on this question, but um, obviously at at Clemson, DJ dealt with a somewhat difficult situation at the end of the year. And from the outside perspective, like it seemed like he handled that with the utmost maturity and grace. Um, but what were the ways that you saw DJ grow as both a player and a person? Um, you know, I, I, I'm just very proud in how he handled it. Uh, I, I honest, honestly, I, I don't think I would have, <laughs> I would have reacted like he did, you know, <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I will probably be angry and probably say things that I probably would regret, but that's not DJ. DJ has been that type of kid since he was a young, you know, since he was young. And I definitely was so proud of him to to be able to handle that and it just speaks to his character and to to let you know uh coaches like coach smith know that when they came after him i, I need them to understand what type of kiddies he is he's not coming in here with this persona of a five-star quarterback right he's coming in here to let coach know that i'm a team player and i'm here to help us win i'm only good as my teammates will you know as good as our teammates are here going to play because this is not an I sport. This is a we sport. And this is something that his mom and I has always driven into him. You know, he's a God fearing kid. Um, he's a kid that understands that um, through struggle, you, you, you learn to, you learn, you, there's things that in struggle, you'll learn that you won't learn in success. Right. So he's just, 
gaining all, all the things that he's learning through a lot of this life lessons. And he's here now with the opportunity with, with um, Oregon State. And I'm just so excited for him. So excited for him. And on that note of just being proud of, of your sons, Dave, uh, not a lot of people can say they've watched uh, their son you know, win the CIF championships and then play, play D1 college football. Uh, you're getting the chance to do that now twice with, with both of your sons being CIF champions uh, and then with Mateo uh, also joining DJ on the, on the field in D1 competition this year. Just how proud of a dad are you just uh, of both of your sons and the chance uh, to get to see them play on the field and play against each other this this coming fall? I'm, I'm <laughs> First, I'm excited, but I'm trust me, man, I'm cracking up, bro, because... <laughs> <laughs> because I know how much these two care for each other. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to give you a scenario. Before Mattel came to Oregon, he was in a hospital for about four days. Um, just some rare stuff happened with him with his, uh, it, where he was laid up in the hospital. And um, DJ flew in. And the first night we were in the hospital, you talk about DJ did not sleep at all. He sat by his brother's side every time Mattel would move. He would cover him, make sure he's good. I, why I'm saying explaining that is because I need you guys to understand the bond that these two share, right? Mm-hmm. So in the hospital, I go, you guys are about to play each other, man. <laughs> what, Mattel, are you really going to tackle your brother? And, you know, Mattel <laughs> kind of saying, I've got to have to do after what I have to do, you know? And right. and I'm joking around. I'm like, yeah, right. You're going to have an open shot, and you're going to probably trip and fall. Just for <laughs> <which brother." laughs> <laughs> and DJ jokingly said, "This is what DJ said. He goes, if 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 I know for sure that we're gonna win, I'm probably gonna look for my brother and roll towards his side and make sure he get a couple sacks before the game ends." <laughs> <laughs> that that's so, a good big brother. That's yeah, a good big brother. Because so, <laughs> that's just the love those two have for each other, right? You know, and mm-hmm. um. I don't, I can't, I can't even, for me, I can't even see my son, Mateo, tackling his brother. I wouldn't even know how that would look, you know? So, but it's, <laughs> I make those two to play each other. Definitely, Mateo still has to go and earn his spot. You know what I mean? It ain't, mm-hmm. ain't my kids understand, you, ain't nothing handed to you, Mateo. You still got to go out there and prove yourself, and hopefully you, you can make second string and get a chance to get in the game, you know what I mean? But, you know, I'm excited, man, I mean, I know me and their mom is so excited to to be able to see this rivalry play, right? Somebody told me the game against each other will be the Wuyangalei Bowl game, right? <laughs> <laughs> it does true. need a name, Big Dave. Yeah. It does need a name. It, it, it does need a name. Yeah, we got we got to get that nil worked out. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, I, I got a different question in a way that uh, kind of ties back to some historical stuff with with Oregon State and. Um, I know that at one point, like DJ was asked about if uh, he'd be okay being called, you know, throwing Samoan. And he said, you know, you guys can call me whatever you want, right? Oregon State has a throwing Samoan in our history. One of our favorite players of all time, Lyle Moivau, has has Lyle <laughs> reached out to DJ or vice versa? Have they connected at all? Well, well, let me give you a story. I got a story for you oh, guys. Oh, nice. Nice. He, nice. But with Coach Moivau, um, in eighth grade, uh, Oregon State had a camp out in at El Camino College. Mm-hmm. And uh, Moivau was a quarterback coach at that time. And he was at the camp, and, and DJ walks up, flipping the football, right? And at that time, DJ was about 6'3", 3, uh, 200, and probably about 225 pounds in eighth grade. 
you know. So talks up flipping the ball from the coach, uh, coach, uh, and uh, he says, um, "Son, the D linemen are over there," you know. <laughs> and and DJ goes, "Oh, coach, I'm a quarterback," you know. And he looks at DJ like, "Really?" So DJ goes through the uh, camp, um, does really well, wows all the coaches, and coach was. Coach was able to uh, offer him as an eighth grader and gave him his uh, one of one of his first um, D one offers. Awesome. So that that's, that's very one, cool. I'll, I'll never forget the coach and for what he did for my son back then. So he's a, he's a, he's a big fan of Mate, uh, of DJ, you know. And I, and I'm I'm a big fan of his. Um, I I want to say something. At that time, I remember when he was quarterback. I want to say there was about four Polynesian quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Four or five. I know Pritchard from Stanford. Arizona had what was his name? Arizona had a Polynesian uh, quarterback. Uh, uh Tuitama. Tuitama. Yep. Oregon had a quarterback. Oregon State. Yep. And Washington had Tuiasopo, I think. Five. Yeah. There five Polynesian quarterbacks when he was playing quarterback that year. And that I, I thought that was so amazing. That's, cool. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's how that was half the conference then. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Very so, cool. uh, Big Dave, we we saw your tweet uh, of buying both beaver socks and oh. uh, and duck socks at the airport, and I, ha- <laughs> I, I I have to ask: in November when they play each other, who who do you have? Who who's gonna win the game? I, I, look, man, I, I told Mateo because it's your year, buddy. Come on, man, you're you're fresh, you know. I'm but your brother, you know, he, he's a, he's a junior slash senior. He, you know, he got two years, but you know, where he's older, you know what I mean? It's that's how how, how the Samoan Polynesian heritage, man. You gotta respect your elders, brother. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, Mattel, uh, you'll have your time, buddy. You got three to four years, bro. You know. So I think I'm leaning towards you know uh, DJ because you know just everything that he's been through, you know. And as a father, I'm you're just hoping for the best for him and the team you know there's no success for dj unless it's really success for the whole team so you know what i love is what dj who dj is and i'm telling you oregon state you're getting a kid who's a team player i mean his character mm-hmm. speaks self um he will do everything in his power to make sure that he, um he, he whatever he puts out there uh, on saturday that it'll be the best of who he is that will help the team win, right? My son is not an eye guy at all. He he shies away from uh, the whole five star, all of that stuff. Um, that's probably why he blocked me from social media. This <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> normal son behavior. <laughs> all about that, and, and and I need all the fathers to understand. I get it. I know when you po- repost uh, when when uh, two four seven or Max Prep pulls out, your son is the number one quarterback and all of that, and you post it, and your son gets all angry at you. Trust me, it happened with me. It's all the same, but you are okay to post those things. And of course, DJ's kind of understanding now. You know what I mean? He's like, okay, Dad, I see. You. Okay, I get it. You know, it's just there's there's nothing wrong to be a proud father. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not out here. My son is better than anyone. I'm not out here being crazy about it, man. There is a thing that that you're a father wants to be the number one. You know, a number one cheerleader for their kid. And that's what I, that's who I am to my family, you know, you know, so sure. I just, I know some people, Amazing. you know, some people can take it the wrong way, but it's okay. Uh, it, it comes with the territory and I need everyone to understand that, you know, as long as you just keep pouring love and, you know, but I, I'm just so excited for DJ situation and having my son Mateo at Oregon and, you know, I, I, 
just to be able to the thought of being able to see them both play. I'm hoping that there's a night game here and a day game over there. You know what I mean? Right. Just <laughs> those things out. And now it's going to Clemson so far. So now it's just here on the West Coast, you know. Yeah. Now um, all my family can come down and you're going to see the Wu Young Lele clan, you know. And uh, and I'm very excited. Very, For very sure. excited. Well, JP, please add uh, the breaking news uh, soundbite to this. Because we have it on record. Big Dave Uyunglele declaring support for Oregon State (laughs) over Oregon (laughs) at least through the 2023 season. (laughs) We have it on record. Uh, But that goes in perfectly to my uh, next and maybe my final question, Big Dave, is I think we we all started to sort of believe that, okay, this might happen. Uh, we saw you tweet, I think it was a few days before uh, DJ formally announced it, that just the words like, I love Corvallis, uh, you know, pr- prayer hands emoji. Uh, how how excited are you personally to to be in Corvallis and to get to a game at Research Stadium? I know you mentioned it's going to be so much easier for the whole Uyunglele clan to be there and uh, for your family and friends. Um, we're very excited to, to, to catch you at a game uh, in, in Corvallis uh, sometime uh, th- this fall. We call it the Paris of the Pacific Northwest because that's what it means to us. Uh, but, yeah, so how, how excited are you to get to Corvallis and actually get to watch some football there? You already know I'm totally excited, you know, just mm-hmm. being able to see my son. Uh, you know, I'm always rooting for him to do good out there, you know, and um, um, there's nothing um, – I, I just – uh, it's all all love, right? Uh, yeah. And just know I'm very adamant out there and very loud. And I show love to everyone, man. You know, I truly believe what you pour out is what you receive, right? So uh, that's all I pour out is love, man. And um, I get a whole lot of it back. And it is what it is. And, you know, I'm definitely going to go out there and root for the Beavers. And so hopefully uh, I want them to win Pac-12. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, want yeah. them about the world, you know, That's and I fair. believe you guys can do this. Um, just on the stats alone, of just with the, you know, with the weapons that they had here, I think Coach Smith and the offensive coordinator and the and the defense um, is everyone that I talk to um, just talk very highly of the coaching staff here. Um, I talk, you know, the Polynesian uh, D-line coach is a good uh, friend of my brother's. I got to have a conversation with him, and um, then we spoke about. Um, just um, what they needed, you know, in a, in, in a quarterback and, you know, m- making sure that it was a right fit. And they did their due diligence on on calling Clemson, the coaches, and asked about DJ and stuff like that. And he shared that um, all they got back was just nothing but positives, you know, and it was a perfect, just a great perfect fit for for Oregon State and um, and DJ, right? And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just so so excited extremely excited awesome we are too uh anything else for, for yeah, big say we all are <laughs> no i appreciate the yeah. time big day <laughs> thank Thanks you so much for, big day really on. appreciate yeah, thank this you. taking time out of your busy travel day uh very excited uh to have your son uh as part of beaver uh part of the, the team and uh, your family as part of beaver nation so we'll we'll catch you in corvallis sometime soon and yeah well let's talk again before the season starts Hey brother, anytime you guys need me to get on, just give me a call. Send me a message. I'm 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 all for you know promoting uh, uh, the team that my son plays for. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, sure. um, learning learning what the, the the history and the tradition of the Beavers. You know, to be my pleasure. I'm 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 ready. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Thank you so much, Big right. Dave. And thank you, Clarence. Uh, Thanks, travel Dave. safe, y'all. <laughs> hey, Thanks, Big Dave. Appreciate uh, it, man. Bye. <laughs> that was so fun. That was awesome. <laughs> 
he's, yeah. he's yeah. awesome. I, I was yeah. totally expecting the diplomatic approach and for for him to say I and I and I know the the pragmatic fatherly approach of being like cheering for the older one because he'll probably be out of school first and Mateo has time, but I'm still very ecstatic to, to hear the like I want Oregon State to win this year. <laughs> um, we'll we'll worry about next year uh, when, when next year comes. You heard it here, <laughs> Big Dave Uyunglele swearing fealty <laughs> to Oregon State and his elder son DJ this fall. That was awesome. I have to say, like, uh, I mean, <laughs> obviously wanted DJ to succeed. Uh, a lot prior to that conversation, but to see how uh, proud he is totally. and, and how invested he is and has been in both of his kids. Um, I mean, man, doesn't that just make you want DJ to succeed that much more to know that he has that uh, family support behind him? Right. Cause we, we need it to get to the point where like big Dave gets like the main part of like the college game day like feature piece yes. that, that's gonna be must-see tv when it happens <laughs> and i just i love the story uh and the imagery of lyle being like d-lines over there homeboy. <laughs> like i'm a quarterback and lyle being like lyle a big quarterback himself being like really like okay okay <laughs> uh, good shit without that coaching from lyle who who knows who who knows where dj uh ends yeah. up so so shout or maybe lyle, lyle is just yeah thinking thinking way ahead here way ahead. playing seeds that's way right ahead. yeah, yeah. Ch- play play chess while your enemies play checkers baby <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you again to Big Dave Uwe Yungalale, uh for joining the pod. Uh, we are appreciative of every uh, single interview we've ever gotten to do on this show. Um, but uh, but but Big Dave joining uh, from from the car right after landing at PDX is uh, is an all timer for sure uh, for, for this show. So oh, that yeah. is uh, you know. Uh, at uh, D.U.Yungalale uh, on Twitter. you Big Dave's a must-follow. 100%. For, for everyone but DJ, who apparently he still hasn't blocked. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the other thing that I really, really liked that Big Dave had to say, um, well, actually two things sort of about the same issue, was number one, uh, when Oregon State called Clemson, Clemson had nothing but glowing reviews for DJ. And the other thing, and I think almost more importantly, is Big Dave had all the reason in the world to be upset at Clemson. I I think it could be argued that DJ was sort of on the back burner and people were waiting for that freshman quarterback to get in. Um, And he had nothing but good things to say about Clemson, too. Uh, And I think that just shows you sort of the 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 family that DJ comes from and sort of the values that uh, that he grew up with. Um, and man, like he's a, he's a stud of a football player, but, uh, if his, if his dad's any indication, he's, uh, he's an even better person. So, uh, it's awesome yeah. to have him part of, of, well of the beaver, beaver fam. Absolutely. Amazing. 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 Um, we should, uh, move on, uh, to women's basketball. And I guess we're a little out of order, uh, right now, which could be, uh, changed with editing. Uh, so maybe what I'm saying right now no, never even makes it to the episode. We're just go. We're just we're just going. Well, we we need to do the Reagan beer segment, and that kind of can lead us into uh, talking about women's basketball. So just real quick, I'll, I'll go. 
Um, I've, I've had Summit Brewing Company oh. on on the show many many times. This is a Summit that I haven't had on before though, and. Uh, as as you know, it's been a saga of a day and a saga of a week for me. So that's a perfect time to enjoy a Frost Brewed Summit Saga IPA, their flagship IPA. Uh, it's, it's a saga in my mouth, and everyone's invited. Uh, but so far, I'm the only mm, one who's shown even up. Even me? So, yes, <laughs> especially you, Jay. Uh, yeah, Summit yes. Saga, good IPA, and that's uh, what I'm drinking. Nice. Cool. It kind of sounds like you're saying Saga Saga. Saga Saga. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Saga Genesis. <laughs> Shout out, Sonic. The, the hedgehog. Saga. Shout out Big Hurt Baseball yeah. on Sega Saturn. That's, that's a, that's a Ooh, console. No, saga, saga Saga Saturn. Saturn. Saga Saturn. <laughs> and to uh, eugenics, the male enhancement drug that Frank Thomas has uh, endorsed and is on every single channel after like 11 p.m. <laughs> and Doug Flutie. Him and Doug Flutie just making not at all subtle remarks is like, like you'll sling better dick. <laughs> <laughs> They're just in gyms going like, that's right, guys. Uh, Get big, and I'm not talking about muscles. We're talking about your penis. Yeah, like, we. <laughs> you looked at my wife, smiled, and nodded. Like the the innuendo is not lost on me. <laughs> Sex, have it as a 45 year old. <laughs> Eugenics, 45, 55, 65. <laughs> Better sex as you age with eugenics. Throw Hail Marys like Doug Flutie in the bedroom. <laughs> oh. I really need okay, to stop. Okay, now do our new, our, no, now do our new sponsor, <laughs> yeah. Reed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this episode of the Belligerent Beast Podcast is brought to you by eugenics. Uh, and, and their new product, Belligerent Bedroom. <laughs> do you want to make love like a clueless 19-year-old? Get belligerent bedroom. More boners yeah, than you re- know what to do with or know where to put. Belligerent bedroom. <laughs> and remember, you can't spell chop them without sex. <laughs> boners. See, this is why no one hires me from my sh- away from my shitty day job. Because uh, the background checks find these bits. And, hey, I want them to know the unfiltered <laughs> version of us. So, um, we were getting to JP's beer, I believe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, and this is hilarious. My beer's name is Fantasy. <laughs> with the pH. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, that's the hardest Ben's ever laughed on this show. <laughs> it's so good. You guys playing this? No. <laughs> I feel like I'm being punked right now. <laughs> Especially oh when we get to my substance of choice. I'm fucking crying. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Ben, and I brought Viagra to the party. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, listener. I'm so glad the Big Dave interview went well, because... (laughs) 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 It's so hot in here. Uh, so fa- <laughs> fantasy the latest double ipa by eugenics jp what is uh <laughs> what, 
Tell, tell us about this beer, JP. It is a double IPA. You got that right. <laughs> but uh, it's actually from uh, Pueblo Vida in uh, Tucson. Ooh. Yeah. I'm trying to find a way to make that dirty, and yeah, I, I can't. But. Well, it's a, it's it's described as, uh, okay, well, there's, these are the, the flavor profiles. Citrus, juicy, dank, earthy, warm. Those are the same flavor profiles of eugenics. <laughs> 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 warm. Warm. The ladies love the warm trust me bro <laughs> <laughs> oh my god anyways it's good i gave it i gave it a four i think what did i say i gave it a 4.20 420 hey! which is a good segue yeah. into my reagan beer segment which marijuana is, <laughs> i just smoked a joint with a big Literary lighter. Hand. Literary hand. <laughs> Wait, did you smoke while we were on with No, big I a smoked or... before. <laughs> like, like an adult. <laughs> like a professional <laughs> journalist. I smoked a joint before doing this we'll, interview. We'll, we'll, we'll wait for the second uh, second time Big Dave's on before I break out the big candle lighter. Right. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is that is uh what what kind of what what kind of joint? It was just, citrusy, uh, um... dank, and warm, and oh my god, delicious! Oh, nice. And yeah. love it. Was it handed to you uh, in a poorly decorated fitness room by Frank Thomas? And it's not <laughs> not at your ego. Trust me, she'll like it too. <laughs> what what would you do if Thomas squeezed your bicep while hinting at your sex life? I would be terrified. Yeah, my bicep would turn into a Gumby bicep and just I don't like, want go down. Anyone, <laughs> I don't want anyone who has ever been called the big hurt to talk about what I do in the bedroom while touching me. <laughs> and winking at my wife. Winking at my wife and handing me pills. <laughs> That's what you just do what the man says. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and you'll survive. Yeah, yeah, oh my God. Okay. But I have something to show you guys. Okay, Reagan beers. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh! oh! Dude, it really looks like you're about to rob a bank in Fast and the Furious 10 with that hat on. <laughs> <laughs> Benny is wearing the the uh, Japanese script Chopum beanie, but it, lo yeah. <laughs> it looks a little bit more like a skull cap. <laughs> <laughs> Does it feel like a skull yeah, cap? Not like a skull cap's the one that like is a sits above your ears, right? God, like yeah, that palm funky palmolina wears. No, that's like a beanie. It pulled down skull cap. You and I have big heads, Benny. So it's yeah. it's gonna it's gonna rock a little bit tighter. You gotta wear it high anyways. That's how I wear my beanies, like E forty. Okay, my hat is oh. Yeah. Now, now you there look you like you're about to lose a battle at the shelter in Eight Mile. Oh, I thought that I looked like I was about lose. to ghost ride the whip. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're, you look ooh. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna leave Can it. Please wait five seconds of Ghost Ride It by Mr. Fab. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Fab. It's been a while. Yes. Hey, Reagan beers. Cheers. Cheers. To Reagan beers. To, to Reagan beers.
And Big Dave. Damn right. And Big Dave. And Big Dave. Thanks, Big Dave, for jumping on and, and joining us. To the most unhinged fucking transition in this show's history, which is saying a lot. Ugh. Yep. I need to Man, if out. I ever have a kid, I want to be like Big Dave. He seems like yep. an awesome dad. We need to spit some audio about Reagan Pierce and Oregon State women's basketball because we've been hinting at it for 20 minutes and we're doing a really <laughs> bad job of transitioning to it. So on that note, when you think about transition, I'm kidding, uh, transition defense, which was on point in Tempe the other day as Oregon State held Arizona State to under 30% shooting from the floor and won 69 to 59 against the Sun Devils, 69, nice. Uh, they also, <laughs> uh, nice. a, a very, a very heartbreaking loss of the previous game, which was, uh, at the hands of the number 15 ranked Arizona Wildcats by a score of 72 to 69. Nice. Uh, so <laughs> overall I'm calling this a nice, uh, road trip, uh, to, to the desert where <laughs> so enough, nice. it's another one of those good losses, which I know are just annoying the hell out of this team because they are good enough to be taking down these teams. And we saw them do it against UCLA and they almost did it on the road against Arizona, a team that, you know, is has championship aspirations on a national level this year. But hey, the the princess that was promised, Reagan Beers, fifth straight double double, mm-hmm. twenty and twelve in this recent one, uh recent win against Arizona State. Uh back to back Pac twelve freshman of the week awards. Uh it's same old, same old with Reagan Beers at this point. She just keeps on impressing 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 and hasn't had a bad game in what feels like months and really feels like between her and talia we have the talent and the dynamic play and the scoring level to really play with anybody on any night and that's going to be exciting as hell come tourney time yeah and i think what's interesting with with uh with reagan is like just that consistent and steady improvement it isn't like a flash in the pan type performance um she i mean she's still you know coming off the bench getting starter minutes it was a very short rotation against arizona uh a short bench right with the just uh, pulled aj and reagan off off the bench so they i mean they they just kind of ran out of gas at halftime they had a nice lead but um we still saw a lot um from reagan in the second half i think I can't recall if it was uh, the Arizona Arizona State game where she was like held at pretty low figures through the first half and just kept kind of chipping away at the game. Um, and and you know, like that's a level of maturity where you don't let a poor performance or a partially poor performance break you down and get in your head and just get back to basics, do what you know you're good at, uh, and sh- and that's. That's where I honestly think that it's just these fundamentals with Reagan that it, it, it makes it one so smooth and easy to watch as just a viewer. When you, when you see her play and she gets the ball, there's nothing hectic about it. As a freshman, that says a lot as well. And as a big, it's also saying a lot given a lot of bigs at this level just aren't really ready to do anything but like one mm-hmm. thing. You're there to block, you're there to rebound, you're there to get putbacks, right? I mean, and they're they're incorporating her, Scott, and 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 I mean, really, Talia is making sure that she's getting her looks as well. Reagan's getting her looks as well, uh, and getting dishing her the ball. 
Um, and Bendu, I saw a lot of a lot of play uh, from Bendu trying to make sure that you know they're opening up the offense. I think it's really just the shooters are just happy to have somebody down low like like uh, Reagan. But I, I'm really really impressed with her development and also how the team themselves are helping to drive that development. And like you said, Terry, there's uh, this is a game that they would have they're they're still kicking themselves for not pulling it out. But there's they're just knocking on the door and there's like there's so there's so many new players and new new moving parts that I still really truly believe that they're gonna put something major together uh to wrap up this season. Um and we're gonna we're gonna see the dynamic duo of Talia and and Ray just coming out and destroying people uh, by the end of it. I, all. I agree. And we've talked about this <clears throat> quite a bit, but they're so young, both Talia and Reagan. And they are the, I mean, the bona fide stars of the team, right? Like they are getting um, <laughs> most points, most rebounds, and they're the most involved, especially in the offense. Uh, the thing that impresses me about Reagan. So we talked about this uh, last week was her shooting percentage um, and, and taking mm-hmm. smart shots. So against Arizona, she was nine for 14 from the field. She only got to the line once and, and made it uh, against Arizona state. This is the first time in conference play that I've seen her shoot under 50%. She shot four for nine, but she got to the line and shot 12 for 15. Like that is smart basketball. And that's smart for us, uh, uh, like a five-year senior. Um, the fact that she is taking those smart shots and if she's not getting them to drop, she's drawing the foul. Um, I mean, that, that's a veteran player right there. And like you said, Jay, that these freshmen come in and they're really good at one thing and they're still learning what it means to play college basketball and the grind that goes into it. Um, and it, so it's rare to see this from a freshman and, uh, it, it's not a flash in the pan. She's doing this week in and week out and uh this team's only gonna learn how to play only better with each other and yeah i i fully believe that they have the capability of putting something really special together as we get uh closer to the end of the season reagan shooting almost 60 percent from the field on the season it's crazy so that's like well i I don't even think she got off to a slow start but obviously the last five six games have been sensational so that's not even really reflective of how good it's been to be shooting that good from the field with taking the the number uh, of shots that she's taking right now so talia's taking the most shots on the team with uh, 202 and reagan's second at 149 I think that gap, they'll probably be, you know, a little bit of a, they'll end up closer uh, to to each other in terms of the shot distribution percentage by, by the end of the year. But for her, to, and like, because it's not just, you know, at the rim either, like Reagan's got some range too. Exactly. And uh, she had, the only thing she, she kind of had a slow start uh, at the season shooting from the line. So as she gets more and more dangerous and teams are realizing that they're going to put her on the line more, we're going to see those, those free throws, uh, that free throw percentage even creep up higher and higher. So this is like, we're seeing the birth of a superstar right now. And it's yeah. getting better and better on a game by game basis. And it's it's really exciting. Like it, it, it's maybe one of the most exciting 10 and six teams I, I think there's been. Uh, I don't I know some of these losses, uh, you know, to some of these good teams have been tough that LSU won. They'd like to have back 
that Iowa won, even though I do think there was three quarters of good play in that game, uh, sort of a tilted box score uh, in that one. But they're still 8-1 and one at home. We've got three straight games at home against the Northwest schools, Wazoo, Washington. I'll be Oregon there on Saturday. Or on Sun- I'll be there on Sunday, I mean, uh, uh, for UW. UW? Nice. UW? Sunday, yeah. UW, 12 p.m. Pacific time. JP in the house. Are you, are you bringing the whole fam? I'm bringing both kids. Both kids. Ooh. J, JP JP and the and the little ones in the house. If you see a uh, beeves and beers and buckets hoodie, that's me. Come say hi. How do we know that's you? Like, these things have been flying off the shelves. That's true. Okay. It I don't could know. Be any, it could be any one of the 2,000 people who bought one. <laughs> I was going to say maybe the corduroy Chopham hat, but that's also been going like crazy. So, I, I don't know. I'll wear three chains. If you see a guy in three chains, it's me. Three chains? That's mm-hmm. probably true. I mean, you're pretty close to you're pretty close to Albany. There could be I, I, if you see a guy in a half pearl, half chain necklace, half pearl, me. half chain, <laughs> with two kids hanging off of them, uh, one of them also wearing a half pearl, half chain, uh, just junior junior version of the same outfit on his six cup of Dippin' Dots. Then that's me. <laughs> Yep, I did ask if uh, I said if your if your cousins don't want to go to the game, do you still want to go? And he was like, I just want to go for the Dippin' Dots. <laughs> I was like, I just want to go for the I want to go for the Gill beers, man. I'm, we're we're, right. we're we're all in yeah. right now. Wait, have you had a Gill beer yet? No, I can't wait. Yeah. I'm gonna have like forty, and then I'll. <laughs> And then I'll sleep it off before driving home. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I want to go to watch you have the gill beers, have 40 gill beers. <laughs> and deal. watch Reagan need... beers go for 40. We I need to record wait. a live show in gill with gill beers. Because yeah. that's, that, that's something we've been wanting for a long time. Since JP and, and Super Secret producer <laughs> Skinder were, were hiding beers outside of the dumpster uh, right outside in the parking lot yeah <laughs> nice well i i i think we have a three game winning streak coming up so a uh, four game winning streak Ooh. can i okay. call that like when yeah. i said when i said bowl eligible by the bye, I'm, I'm calling uh win number two win number three win number four uh wazoo uw oregon in that regard we will not lose another game at gill coliseum in the month of january Ooh. I'm going to throw a, an even hotter take to, to one-up you. Oh. I'm going to say we we win at Stanford. <laughs> oh, that is a hot take. Dude, it's a hot take. After I'm talking about Frank Thomas, Doug Flutie, and eugenics, it's already too hot in here. You don't need eugenics once you heard that hot take. I, I, I sure don't. <laughs> nope. Buddy. Oh. All right. We're winning at Stanford? Okay. Yeah. Why I'm is that there. game on pac Fucking 12. Are you kidding me? Do we have to answer that? Yeah. It's obvious. Another BB, the beaver bias. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out the Painters. But Stanford's number two. Stanford should be on national national television every every night. No, Stanford doesn't deserve shit. Yeah. That's true. I know, but their their fan support (laughs) sucks. Their fan support does suck. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't care about Stanford, but their women's basketball team is, is amazing. They're very good. <laughs> They're so fucking good. I think, uh, I think Haley Jones is probably the best player that we'll see all season. And we have seen Caitlin Clark. Whoa, that is all right. We'll see. We, do we need, do we need more hot takes? Do we need more hot takes? I don't have another one. <laughs> No. Um, all right. Any anything more on on women's basketball? Anyone? And uh, ni- nice, uh, nice game for Noel Mannon. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Noel's been been playing a bit more lately. Been been scoring. 
Uh, well, yeah, well, I got one more thing to say. Uh, what do you got, Jay? It, it's about the fans who were not thrilled with the, the squandering of the Arizona game. And I saw a lot of chatter on Twitter. And I just want to say, be be patient. Be patient. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, I agree. I agree this wasn't right. the best way to, to, to lose. We had like, like a 15-point lead or something with a few minutes left. And... Uh, they 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 pull it off. They've got some experience. They're at home, and they pulled it off. And I know they were on the downward spiral uh, in a way for where we have left them at halftime. But we opened the door in the third quarter, and I think that's just a lot uh, about experience um, where some players know how to take advantage of halftime adjustments immediately. Uh, and make it a game for the remaining quarter, and that's what happened. And then they won by three. So, yeah, I just, I just, I, I really want to stress patience with with this team uh, and the men's team. Will will transition to that. But if you're a Beaver hoops fan, this is the time to take an extra breath. Right. Be patient. Just be patient. Good things are on the horizon. Great things are on the horizon. Some might be sooner than others, but be patient. Right. Yeah, the the lead was 12 minutes at the final TV timeout with 3.57 left. And that's when Arizona scored 15 straight. 12 points, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, that Mm -hmm. sucks. That sucks. Can we stop being outraged at other About every loss? About, I I, want to stop this being outraged at other beaver fans who aren't as outraged as you can we just like stop this argument in the yeah. fan base? I, how do how are you accepting this mediocrity it's like it always always well, always falls back let's, to that let's let's remind ourselves you literally can't hold the coaches accountable like you you cannot <laughs> you <laughs> you can lose sleep at night you can throw empty beer cans against the wall as hard as you can in the basement at uh, 2100 Northwestern Harrison Boulevard all you want, it doesn't make a difference. I'm not telling you how to like experience your fandom, whatever. Be as outrage as you fucking want. But this is a, such an annoying trend, especially with Oregon State basketball, where it's like people are like, oh, well, Casey Ebeque has played like three games in the last four years, and some slapdick is like, this is why we'll never be anything. It's like, that is not why... <laughs> That person being reasonable, having a reasonable interpretation of this one game is not the reason why we will never be anything. Uh, this mountain road trip really fucking sucked. I'm pissed. I'm the team. We talked about this last week. This has been a road trip that sucked basically every year, with the exception of you know, a couple years where I think we've we've gotten Utah. Uh, the year we ended up going to the Elite Eight, we won at Utah. Even even before going on the crazy run, I think that was one of the games where there was like the signs of like, oh, this is a team that can win games in tough places against tough teams. And Wayne needs to get some shit going. And this was a terrible showing. I'm not trying to say it wasn't, but also there's nothing wrong with like understanding this is part of it. I'm not ready to completely blow all of this up but i am way more pessimistic right now about the prospects of at least this year's men's basketball team that this time right now than i was at this time last week both those games were dog shit there wasn't Mm -hmm. a lot to take away from it and i'm not dogging any one player's effort 
and both Colorado and Utah, like we're at this level, every team has dudes and every team has ballers and guys who are going to play. You're at altitude and it's a tough road trip and I get it, but teams win in those places. There are teams that do it. It is possible. And to get blown out back to back, there is, I, I'm finding myself with less to hang on to. And I know that there are overarching positives with this team. We're going to get to the Donovan Grant vibes meter in a second. I'm very interested in Weehage's take. Uh, but I also know that no matter what Benny says, the Donovan Grant vibes meter reads, he's not pr- giving this team a pass for being mediocre. N- none of us are. I feel like this <laughs> fan base is just exhausting itself by trying to figure out what's the right level of outrage to be. Like, no matter how mad you are at Wayne Tinkle, Wayne Tinkle's the coach. That's going to keep happening at least for this season and probably for several more seasons in the future. So I don't even want to sit here and just talk about like how mad we should be. I thought it was a shitty fucking road trip. There's not a lot of the X's and O's I really want to get into. There wasn't much. There's almost no meat on the bone of, of these two games. They were just shitty basketball games. And it was a big step back in my opinion. And I'm feeling, uh, you know, just kind of like up against the wall with, with, with this team. And I know that, you know, we could bounce back and have a couple good games. And I'll be right back to like, oh, look at the vibes. Look at how well they're playing. They like each other. Some good basketball is actually happening. I'm not, you know, trying to blow it up or anything like that. But it was a bad road trip. But I'm trying to at least be reasonable with my expectations and with my level of uh, reaction to these two basketball games that we just watched that I wish I had not watched because anything else would have been a better use of time. Well, yeah, I, I agree with basically everything that you said. I, I think that um, there is that feeling of there being less to hold on to right now. Um, I think there's a lot of excitement uh, around um, this squad being young them being them liking to play with each other um but that doesn't that, that's not winning games right and so uh i think that um the, because the team's so young similar to the women's team they have a, a a huge ceiling to grow into um but like it it has to be said and maybe you'll get mad at me for saying this but so be it but like Wayne Wayne has to get this ship turned around and figured out um, or, or we do need to find someone that can. And I'm not saying like he should be fired right now. Uh, that's not what I'm saying at all, but I'm saying like, th- there has to be, we can't just c- continue to get blown out and blown out and blown out and blown out. And that it felt like that's what was happening a lot last year. Um, feels like that's sort of the trend that this is going in this year. And Wayne can absolutely get this turned around. We have the talent to do it. Um, but if those blowouts become more consistent, we need to we need to sort of have that door at least cracked open. And here's why. Because people say the argument for men's basketball has always been we can't recruit to Corvallis. Corvallis is so hard to recruit to. Well, then why did our football team just go 10 and 3, right? Like Corvallis is, I understand Corvallis isn't LA or Corvallis isn't the Bay Area. Uh, or Seattle or whatever, but like you it's can the get Paris of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you can get good players to come to Corvallis that to me, that's a myth. And, um, and, and yeah, you're, you, maybe it's finding that diamond in the rough, uh, three-star recruit, uh, Riley and Smith have both been really good at that. And our basketball program for, with the last few so. exceptions, 
have not been. Um, and so I, I, I agree with you that the sentiment of the sky is falling. It, number one, it's not healthy. <laughs> and, and number two, it's, it's a total reactionary, um, you know, sort of opinion. Uh, but to counter that, I, I do think that uh, we need to break ourselves out of this myth of like, we're lucky to have what we do have and right. sort of, Right. So I'm, I'm more, I thought, and sorry, sorry, JP, I don't want to completely uh, hijack the conversation, but the game against Utah just really felt like a duck. And this was like, we, we laid a duck uh, or threw up a duck, whatever. I didn't want to use fucking duck terminology, but I did uh, because we had that great three quarters against Oregon and then a bad fourth quarter. And then you have you have five days off before the next game, and you come out and you play. It's that flat, yeah. And there's all, there's like nothing to go off of. It really felt like that loss at Oregon should have been like a teaching moment and a building moment. And to just come out with that kind of loss against Utah, and then back that up with just your typical twenty point loss at Colorado, it's like, all right, well now we got nothing out of that three game road trip, and here we are again. Okay, let me take this. Uh positively for a second <laughs> please please do ben, benny and i are suffering so please <laughs> do you uh you guys know what happened eight years ago today eight years ago today, today is january 11th 2023 january 11th 2015 yep um is that when we hired wayne tinkle no no what happened on january 11th 2015 jp langston morris walker strum the guitar baby made a go-ahead layup with 26 seconds remaining in the game at gill coliseum to go up by what two points one point whatever it was um against at that time number seven arizona and that's who we got coming and it was like our first uh, win over a top 10 team in like 15 years at that point. I yeah. don't know how many we've had since then, maybe okay. a few. But there were some good vibes all around. Gary Payton the second, I think, led the Beavs in points. Oh, no, Langston did. Langston did with 12, GP with 10. Listen to the starting squad. DeVivier De had a huge shot, right? DeVivier had a huge shot. Gomez, Shoftenar, uh, and then a short bench, uh, Vic Robbins, Jamal Reed. <laughs> And Tanner Sanders, the only three bench players to get in this game. Uh, and we won 58-56 to upset 14-1 Arizona. As Damn. TJ McConnell missed, missed a shot at the buzzer. And who do we have coming to Corvallis next? A 14-win Arizona team. There baby. we go. All right, I'm sold. You did it. You did. You went and did it. <laughs> I'm, I'm back. I'm back, baby. <laughs> like, a, like a fresh... Dose of eugenics. I am I, rock God hard. I told you guys to practice patience. And what, what what I saw what I saw was very obviously our biggest weakness, and that's what happened over this trip, uh, especially you know not the 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 mountain trip, not just the the Oregon game, is that uh, teams shut down GT and they shut down Pope. And when we had two guys, really for a while, just one guy with Jordan Pope. Uh, being our main offensive threats, the main people that could carry us when we need a shot, when we need a bucket. And those guys were a combined like 25%, 26% shooting over the two games against Utah and Colorado. And and you could you could chalk that up to just 
you know, shitty luck and just a, a, a dry spell of, of when you're a shooter, it happens. Um, and it's unfortunate maybe that it happened with both of them at the same time. But this is these these are teams adjusting. These are teams game planning, scheming, knowing let's make other people make buckets. Let's make other people take some shots. Um, and we're seeing some. I mean, I feel like Andela's you know done done his part. I don't expect the dude to be a 15, 12 to fifteen point per game kind of guy. I'd rather that he focuses on being or pretending to be taller than he really is and rebounding better and helping the team out there. Not that uh, it's his fault, you know, that it's a struggle to rebound. Um, we're undersized, and that's the other thing is that uh, we're still undersized. We're still young from our main scoring threats, and whether they're just it's in the midst of a poor shooting streak or these are teams adjusting to them, or it's the fact that we faced a, a Utah team that was undefeated in conference play on the road. <laughs> I, I'm not worried about this trip. Terry, you talked about this, like the sky was falling. I am not I worried. This mean trip. To, I wanted to see something on this trip. Well, of course I always want to see something on every game, but I, I also put it into perspective of, why didn't this work, right? And I think the number one thing you can throw out there is it was a road game. Right. Well, call you, call you, call yourself Mary Poppins because you've already given me a spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down. <laughs> so okay. I'm feeling a lot better uh, even talking to you. But I do, I do want to acknowledge that. Well, like I'm not going to sit here and be like, "Fire Wayne, kill them all, burn down Gill, fuck everything." Like I'm whatever. Uh, but I do think it needs to be noted. I wanted something to hold on to in these two games and i don't feel like i got anything yeah that's it but hey beat it beat arizona this week and, on thursday and uh or tonight when, the, when we're recording this on wednesday so uh we already hey we beat arizona <laughs> is this gonna come out before the didn't you come join us on playback uh did you yeah join us yesterday for the playback <laughs> for the, the thrilling win against arizona jordan pope's uh, last second buzzer beater uh from 35 feet as time expires. I, I think one thing that I sort of my final point that I want to throw in here about the bas the men's basketball team is um look, I'll start it off with a question. Guess guess how many free throws that's not a, that's not a question. <laughs> guess 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 how many free throws we made on this road trip. It felt like six. four. It was six. Yeah. Oh my uh, god. I'm sorry, hold on. It might have been seven. Uh it was six. <laughs> No six. Math, math. Math is hard. Six. We numbers. Made six they're beautiful, throws. but they're hard. <laughs> Why are numbers hard, Terry? Because of eugenics. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fucking crazy. We got to the line eleven times yep. in two games. Yep. Yeah. We're taking the lowest number of uh, shots at the rim among all Pac-12 teams. Shouts to the No Truck Stops podcast for that bit of data that I saw on Twitter today. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, and that's obviously because we're undersized, uh, which is the other problem that you can do something about it, uh, but you can't you can. fix it 100 percent. Um, but we're just getting out out rebounded every single game. And I think that's why it's so frustrating um, or that's why it feels so frustrating. Yeah, don't worry. All right. well, Have some patience. Well, Have some hope. 
Stop him. Hope. I feel it. I've seen that. I've seen that word in a catchphrase before. That's a word I haven't heard in a long, long time. Hey, speaking time. of catchphrases, remember I found that somehow we're on IMDb? <laughs> Wait, we are? Wait, no, I yeah. think you did send that. I don't. Why? Why are we on IMDb? I don't know. I just got. I was like looking up other stuff, and I was like, "We're on IMDb." Because we're stars. That's yeah. Why. Well, either way, I tried to add. Uh, oh, it did add some of this stuff, but I had. I tried to add a catchphrase of of you can't spell chop them without hope, and I don't. I don't know if it's on here. I don't know if it. Oh, that one of the taglines made it. Just chop them, but you can't spell chop them without hope. Did not make it as a tagline. Well, did you try to spell chop them without hope? Did you do this? I didn't. I submitted it to some reviewers uh, that work oh, for IMDb slash Amazon. Isn't it on my uh, Amazon? Yeah, I was. Benny, uh, figure it the fuck out. I was wandering during COVID through different Amazon buildings because some of them have really, really sick views. And tell no one was Jeff in the office. to expedite this. And I took the <laughs> elevator. I took the elevator up to like the 40th floor of some building in downtown Seattle. No yeah. one was on the floor, but it it was like IMDb was everywhere. So nice. I randomly stumbled upon. The IMDb office where the reviewer's desk probably was. Which is on the moon. Ben took an elevator to the moon. <laughs> That's the power of Amazon, kids. So yeah. also, uh, when under the uh, parents guide, profanity, it says yes. But I just submitted for alcohol, drugs, and smoking. I said yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> is that an option yes for sure you can type in whatever you want i guess oh nice yeah yes please, <laughs> yes, please. that's i can put that under sex and nudity terry yeah. yes, yes please blunts and eugenics, eugenics. <laughs> <laughs> okay we're done end this thing I don't, i'm having fun how long has this episode been going too it's long Four years. Uh, and almost 84 episodes, 79 episodes. Thank you again to uh, Big Dave Uyunglele for your yeah. time tonight and just your energy and spirit and passion. Uh, love having you as part of uh, Beaver Nation, big guy. So that's, it's going to be a great season. Uh, welcome to the family. And thank you again for taking uh, time tonight. Thank you, Beaver fam. Uh, for listening to this, the 79th episode of the Belligerent Beauties Podcast. Again, recording late this week on Wednesday, January 11th. Hoping this is coming to you as the Oregon State men's basketball team is upsetting or just upset the University of Arizona Wildcats. Uh, no bear down tonight, Wildcats, or last night, Beaver. or ever, because Wildcats don't really bear down. I, that still doesn't make sense. Um, but that video of David Hasselhoff drunk in your student section one time is still kind of cool. I'm a little jealous about that. <laughs> My name is Terry Horseman, uh, co-host of the Bludgeon Peace Podcast, at Terry Horseman on Twitter, at Terrence Horseman on Instagram.com. I'm joined, as I always am, by Benjamin Lawrence Sebastian Weehage. He's Benny with the good quaff. Benny Bedlam, because he's fucking crazy, folks. Benny Burner, the full Weehage. Benny Bowl Game at Benny L1986 on your social media channels. And, of course, our heart and soul, J.P. Bertram, 
at the trio j on twitter that's at the underscore trio underscore j because he's too real to be real and at jp bertram on instagram follow us at belige beeves on twitter at belligerent beeves on instagram at belligerent beeves on mastodon uh belligerent beeves on uh the book face uh belligerent beeves dot soundcloud uh imd belligerent beeves for uh sex drugs nudity rock and roll and all types of ill shit shout out don't be a menace at south central while drinking your juice in the hood and all other 90s hood movies <laughs> follow us uh on all the socials uh where rate and review and subscribe and shit wherever you get your podcast uh five stars give us a five star review or don't we don't care really uh and uh suggest the show to a friend please that that would be nice uh and yeah we'll see you again next time for an incredible another thrilling episode of the belligerent beefs podcast but until then remember you cannot spell chop them without hope so chop them chop them chop them bring back bernice baby we out